Ever so often, we meet individuals who turn their trauma into triumph. It's even more rare to watch these individuals share the recipe of hope with others. Whether these leadership skills were nurtured in childhood or activated in response to unimaginable hardship, they are critical for the well-being of our community. Thus, how do we tailor our perspectives to see the purpose in our pain? Donita St. Clair Martin is a mother, wife, sister, daughter, and friend, also a lifelong member of Seattle's Central District community. Although these elements of her identity remain true, the way she's learning to understand her purpose beyond her pain makes her a model leader. In June 2020, Donita received information that no parent should ever have to learn. Her teenage son, Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr. was shot and killed in Seattle's Capitol Hill organized protest zone, CHOP. Just a few days prior to his passing, Horace turned his tassel as a recent high school graduate. In response to the police brutality and racial reckonings after the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Aubrey, CHOP appeared to be one pursuit of some local Seattle activists to demand change. However, CHOP resulted in the Seattle Police Department East Precinct being evacuated and abandoned. At the time of Horace's passing, no police presence was active in duty at the precinct to address the incident or assist. When police officers did arrive, it was too late. Months following, Donita filed a civil rights lawsuit against the city of Seattle requesting for the city to be accountable for the dangers the incident presented. Despite the lawsuit being dismissed in autumn 2021, Donita persisted. Nearly two years after the passing of her son, Donita has established We Got Us Moms LLC. In March 2022, she hosted her first support group gathering in Seattle for fellow mothers impacted by the disease of gun violence. She was inspired to establish We Got Us Moms to serve mothers directly impacted by gun violence like herself. We Got Us Moms is simply one of many avenues Donita seeks to address the disease of violence within her beloved community. Community is bringing everybody's brilliance together to strategize how we can stop the disease of gun violence, Donita says. Hello. Joining me now is Donita St. Clair Martin. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm just so excited to really dig into conversation with you because you're so authentic. For our viewers, this is your first time learning about Ms. Donita St. Clair. She's going to come with the gyms. <laughs> okay. okay. So get your gym bag ready because I feel like it's going to be raining right now. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yes. So I really want to start with, again, for folks who may not know you, what do you want people to know about you? How would you want to share yourself with others? Okay. Well, I'm just plain old Donita Sinclair Martin. I'm married now, so congratulations. (laughs) Um, I actually am a Seattle native, right? And so uh, my family merged here from the South Mm. and some of them came from Oklahoma. So I am a Seattle native, um, but my family is originally a Choctaw Indian. Yeah. So I got a little bit of that in me, right? And so I just um, was brought up between the CD and the South. 
I, honestly, I think that is apparent in how you lead as a leader and the folks that you connect with. It's not what I've observed is it hasn't been necessarily the CD, the South End, this area, that area. It's been like, we're one. Yes. Right. I'm always curious for folks who have, like yourself, been through some traumas and then also have experienced, I'm sure, a lot of triumphs. How you hold space for the two, I think, is maybe the understanding of purpose. What would you say to describe the word purpose or what comes to mind when you hear purpose? Well, thank you for asking me that. Um, I think that purpose is just like you say in my journey. Yeah. And where I'm supposed to end up um, allowing my attachments and who I bring with me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, allowing purpose, I think allowing is voice, allowing voice, right. Being comfortable with it and being okay with not being okay. Right. Learning um, the tools, right. Cause purpose has different tiers of things that we have to learn, right. To yeah. get to that other side. So I think my purpose is to, um, get me together, right? Heal me so I can help heal others. Mm. So good. I told you guys about the gyms. I told you. <laughs> so good. So good because a lot of times we want to be that safety net for community, but we're not even that for ourselves. Right. And I read a quote recently and I wonder how you resonate with it, which is if you don't heal the wounds, that you have, you'll bleed out others who didn't cut right. you. And it's like, wow, we don't realize, like, again, the hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. But the importance of really being self-aware, how would you say your purpose and self-awareness has led you to this point in your life? Well, I think that um, I had to start with being honest. Mm. Right. I had to start with being honest and I really wasn't really um, honest with myself until I was until um, I got impacted at my front door. Mm. I was pretty much straddling the fence. Right. I was um, unaware of my disease that I was infected with. Right. Mm. I didn't. I thought that the tools that I was taught was my destiny was the right tools for my journey, but wow. but there wasn't, right? And so um, after it hit me, after I got impacted by the disease of gun violence, um, just going to different trainings and learning different things, um, it, everything that I learned started with me, mm. right? It started with my accountability. And so before I asked for someone else to be accountable, I had to ask, Donita, what part wow. did you play Wow. in this right and so I had to be honest about um having babies early I had to be honest about not finishing school I had to go get a GED I had to be honest about um going through domestics right I had to be honest about being molested wow right I had yep. to be honest about um what was happening in my home right mm -hmm. and so I was brought up and taught what goes on in our home stays in our home Right. It's so the thing we're told in our culture, man, right. suffering silence, really. Mm -hmm. We don't even know that we're suffering in silence because it's literally it's it's an attitude that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was is that how we was brought up. But now that I'm learning that um, 
then that was only their tools. Yeah. Right. And so every generation is different, but the, the behaviors and the patterns just repeat. Yeah. So um, my grandma, you know, and then they come from layers of pain and come from um, we call it uh, what's the name of it? Slavery. But in the way after me researching, we come from kidnapped. Right. We come from being. Yeah. Uh, removed and, and, and made to do things that we didn't want to do, right? Yep. So then when we came here, we came in survival mode. And so, um, yeah, that was our purpose. But then we forgot mm. after we got comfortable, right? Because my grandmother almost definitely praised the ground she walks on, right? But then there were some things that my grandma, there were some tools that were unhealthy. I see. Right? I and see. so I had to understand how my mom was impacted and then her tools was unhealthy, right? Yeah. So it taught me, I was teaching my kids and my peers yeah. unhealthy behaviors. You said something so powerful just now about tools. And I love that like toolbox analogy because even as black people and as black women, we did come to this country with the message that our only purpose is to be in shackles. And not just like physical shackles, I'm like getting chills now, but metaphorical mental shackles, like we're supposed to be in bondage. But being able to, like you said, address and peel back what is purpose for me, you have to go all the way back before you. And something I'm learning, your parents, your grandparents, your great, they were doing the best they could with what they had. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like is like starting to heal the wound yeah. of why things happen the way they do or just give grace to it. Yeah. And I love that you talked about attending trainings and getting yourself educated beyond that moment of tragedy. How has that informed you in serving um, other mothers or community members who've been impacted by the disease of gun violence? Well, honestly, it has in a tremendous and a broader band has helped. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it allowed um, me to continue. So it, yeah. it allowed me to continue and get up because at one point um, that shock had crippled me, right? Mm -hmm. And people like, you look like you get up. Well, beauty ain't always healthy, right? Because internally, I'm, I'm was sick, right? Mm -hmm. From motor skills, from, you know, bathrooms, all kind of different stuff attacks me, right? And so I said, number one, just slow down, right? Mm -hmm. Just breathe and take it in. So every day, to be honest, I, I gotta go through my moment, yeah. right? I gotta, I gotta cry, I gotta scream, I gotta be like, Lord, you know, you made me mad, but then, Lord, I'm believing in you, so I know, right? And so I had to be able to say, you know, just like they say, take the day off. I had to take mm -hmm. a few days, months, you know, just to be honest, a whole almost year, because next month gonna be his uh, second year anniversary, so mm -hmm. I had to take that off, but I couldn't stop. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, it's OK to like they say, is you, you can bend what we bend. We don't break or, you know, we, yeah, fold, yeah. we don't break how it go. But I know that I got to all the way to my breaking point. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, and I don't know if everybody's spiritual, but I just was like, I did everything in the in the world with man, woman, every human being other than getting closer to the Lord. Wow. I did everything but 
do the right thing, right? I did every shortcut, every scam, everything wow. that you can under the sun until I said, no, I want to know what it's like to to live in the righteous way. I want to know what it's like to not look over my shoulder. I want to mm. know what it's like to say, you know, where I can be a true believer, right? And I want to make sure that if I am being in my purpose yeah. and it has a message that is healthy, yeah. right? So I'm not giving out more bad information, right? Not that it's purposely, it's just not, we don't know, you know? Right, and right. if you don't know, we, sometimes when we don't know, we can, that's in the head, I mean, uh, designed for destruction, yeah. right? And so I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't continuing to mm -hmm. destroy more people in my community and my family. So good because I think that we have this culture, not just in our black community, but just in this generation that you just keep on going, you keep on going. And we see people fall and we are content with just encouraging them to stay down, right? Mm. And you're saying that with the little strength you had in the moments of losing Horace, pulling together and coming to a conclusion that you had to lean on something bigger than you to get through. Right. That, um, I think the conversation of faith and trusting in something bigger than you when you're fighting against such a generational and huge disease, which is violence, how has your faith informed your mission just as a leader and also just as a community member, woman, mother, like what does faith do for you? Oh, if I'm being honest, um, faith, I didn't have it at first, mm. right? I straddled it because I was taught it as growing up, but I built a relationship from my grandma's okay. faith yeah. and I built a relationship from my mom's faith, but I never built it from mine, right? Mm -hmm. I never got to hear the Lord with my own ears and got to see the, my own results, right? Yeah. To know that he's real because one thing about it is, um, and it's just not a, just a faith, it's spiritual, but when you when you start getting, when you start healing, you can feel, you can see it, it all. I mean, things that I couldn't hear, I can hear now, right? Wow. Things that I couldn't see, I can see now. So it taught me about friendships. It taught me about love. It taught me about family. And it honestly just taught me about Donita, right? Mm -hmm. This all taught me Donita. Yeah. It's, it's teaching Donita. And so, you know, um, I even to the point where I find positive words when it comes, when I spell it, mm -hmm. determined. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean just doing because I'm just trying to make sure that I feed positivity. Right. Yes. I eat it. I sleep it. I breathe it. Yeah. So I know that when I'm being attacked by n not negativity, that I know how to and I know how to, you know, one woman or many, you know, I ain't playing. Boom, wham. Because I ain't got time. Right. And so because I'm only one decision like anybody else for making a bad decision. So we got to understand that we all only one decision for making a bad decision. You had something happen to you that was a turning point, it sounds though, with the passing of your son, mm -hmm. right? Um, and prior to, like you just mentioned, you had had life happen to you before. 
But something about this is a different tone, a different taste, a different feel. Right. Right. Um, how are you able in this moment, knowing that pain doesn't have pleasure at all, how do you still feel Horace pushing you towards purpose? His spirit, to be honest. Yeah. Horace is honestly my miracle baby, and I love all my babies, right? <laughs> However, Horace has his own story yeah. before us, you know, and he grew me up then, right? Mm -hmm. All my kids grew me up in every layer, right? Yeah. My first baby at 16. I had Horace at 28, wow. so it, it was time. Yeah. And then, but Horace came at, um, my water bag broke at 19 weeks. He came at 24 mm. weeks. So Horace was, and get the, you don't get to hang out. You got to spend, you know, I had to start learning how to do medical treatment, abuterol, mm. um, oxygen tanks. I had to learn to make sure that my focus was keeping him alive then, yeah. right? So I had to keep him alive uh 20 years ago from birth, from birth right yeah. and so um and once you know because just like i kept hearing him say he, oh he's not gonna have his his eyes ain't gonna be developed he he's not gonna be developed everything was developed wow. so he was supposed to be here right he had a purpose and he had a purpose Come and i on. promise you and so i felt this and so the second day that I met him, because I didn't get to meet him when I first had him because of um he was breached. He came feet for everything he wasn't supposed to do, he did. Right. So I already knew he was I said, like, I gotta keep my eye on him. Okay. So I always talked to the Lord, right? And so I so when I met him, they was like, Well, his eyes ain't he, you know, yeah. he ain't gonna do this, he ain't doing that. He wow. waited on me. Mm. So when I got there, I said, Hey, because I always used to put um earphones on my stomach and oh, he liked music. So I'm like, okay. okay. So this is something that someone made for me for Lorenzo. So I just use it as his um, little oh, space. Um, so when Lorenzo was born, um, this is, uh, imagine a feces. Um, so he was 24 weeks. Wow. And so uh, these is just different pictures letting you know, um, at what 24 weeks looked like, how he, where he came wow. from, under all type of incubators, how small he was. He was one pound. Um, this was Lorenzo's first bath. He looked the same. <laughs> he looks his first bath. And so this was Lorenzo when he came home, right? Wow. So he was so cute. Um, six months, but really four months, right? Oh wow! So so he's the, four, yeah, he's almost yeah. four months. So he was like seven, eight months, and he was. You know, because he was wow. four months early. So, okay, was, I see. Okay. He so looks then, so, look at this transformation, uh -huh. just like how healthy he got. Right. I just started learning stuff, right? Just, I watched another baby get really sick. Wow. And I watched her get sick. Wow. In her situation. So I said, I'm going to make sure what they're doing, I'm going to reverse it. And do something and different. And I'm going to do something different, right? And so these was his first baby wow. pictures. Um, oh, <laughs> his little big old head. The people we work with in community, including ourselves, are as if not more important to care for than the people that we're serving. Right. Right. And it's like if we're not doing the work equally to how we're out in the streets, in a sense, it is hypocritical. Right. 
Um, and your authenticity and how you are honest about your testimony is really admirable. And I hope that it sets a trend in our community for people to speak up and share because it's healing us to know that someone else made it through and is going to keep on fighting the same fight of faith.